KPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Line 365 in this station. What's good, radio family? The Thomas Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Thomas Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Fest with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m., and Loda Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Starless Voice presents by appointment only, coming soon. TPV Radio's open mic open to all pastors, preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365 24 7. Just search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. 
You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of War. With Sis Diane LeBrand. Right now on TPV Radio. Let the listening ears hear, oh God. 
let them hear your voice calling them, Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray even now, God, for the, the Newtons. God, I thank you a million plus times, oh God, for them. Bless this ministry. Bless this radio station and everything, God, that has to do with it. I pray even now, God, that you encourage our guests. Give her the strength, God, to speak to let the world know that we serve a God that can do anything but fail. So God, have your way. Let your will be done. And it is so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And God, we thank you. Somebody let the church say amen. Amen. I came with my own amen. Y'all ain't got to say amen. I come equipped, baby. It is a beautiful day to be alive. It is a wonderful day. To be alive, we serve a God that is alive and well. No, he is not dead. He is alive, and because he lives, we live and we can face tomorrow because we know he's already into our tomorrow, fixing things for us. Today, like I said, we have an awesome show. For the month, you guys know, uh, next month, October, is the month where we recognize domestic violence. So all my guests from this month until the end of October, if any other come in November, we gonna go. We gonna we just gonna keep going along. But we're gonna bring awareness to the world. We're gonna bring awareness to domestic violence. We're gonna speak boldly about it. We're not gonna be shy. We're not gonna be afraid because, as you know, the mainstream media is not going to speak on it, and there are even some Christian television, Christian stations that will not touch this subject, and I'm going to tell you why, because a lot of them are abusers themselves. A lot of them are dogmatic in themselves, and before we uh, bring our speaker on, there's just a little some some I want to touch on. I went ahead and I posted that on my page uh, yesterday. And I had so many comments, and, and, and so many people uh, wrote back and, and was just so devastated. If you have not heard about the young lady in Orlando, Florida, that her husband, the pastor slash uh, prophet, had a word for everybody, but ain't got no word for himself. See, I got a problem with that right there, okay? So he went ahead in front of her brother and other family members, he threatened her, and he said, don't make me hurt you. And he told the brother, I'm going to kill your sister. A few days later, he got in his car, drove what? to where she worked, waited for her, put a bullet to her head, and as her body fell to the ground, he put six more bullets in her body. This is a pastor that did this. This is a pastor that not no Jimmy come lately, not no wannabe, a so-called pastor that put a bullet in the head of his wife and then put six, six more in her body. And his, and, and his excuse was that she was a witch. Now, I'm going to speak on it because y'all know how I do it. I love this radio station because as, as the commercial tells you, we are controversial. We speak on those things that other pastors are afraid to speak of. We speak on those things that other radio stations are too afraid when the Lord told us to cry out loud and don't spare nothing. Speak the word in season and out of season. And this is the season to bring domestic violence into the pulpit. I wrote a book entitled 
uh, the Pulpit Playboy series. And the name of the book is The Abuser. The reason why I entitled it like that, because I'm a church girl, all I know is church. But not because it just says in the pulpit. The pulpit means any man in authority, in authority, CEO, CFO, VPs, v- whatever it is, uh, uh, Senators, attorneys, judges, the very same attorneys that we hire to defend us, they go home, beat on their wife, the very police that we call to come bring some security, they go home and they beat on their wife. And nobody is talking about it, especially the church. And I am so sick and tired of this wimpy, just jelly back, just just suckers in the pulpit. When is the pastors are going to wake up and begin to start preaching about domestic violence in the church? They can't do it because they're too busy beating on their wives and on their children. <laughs> Lord, you hold my mouth. You hold my mouth because, Lord, this island girl about to go loose right now. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all may be able to do this for a little while, but the curtains are going to be pulled back. The covers that y'all are covering under, God is going to begin to expose just like he exposed that guy. There is no need for a pastor to put his hands on his wife. You already know you bigger than her. You already know you stronger than her. Why would you do that to her? Why don't you go find some thugs out there like yourself? Because that's all y'all are. All you pastors. Who, who, who treat your wife and family in a dogmatic manner, that's what you are. You, my dear, is a thug. You might as well do like Tupac and put on your stomach thug life because that's what you are. I don't understand. We speak about everything else, but we don't speak about domestic violence. When I was growing up in the church, it was all about adultery, fornication, and now it's all about lesbianism. Somebody sent me something and they told me there are pastors in the church that are getting the young girls pregnant. Baby, that's pedophilia. That's sexual abuse going on in the pulpit. And y'all got the nerve to try to come and tell somebody y'all got a word for them. No, baby. Why don't you run back to your knees and tell the Lord your filthy, funky, stank way and you get delivered because we, we, we refuse to let these pastors get away with murder. We refuse to let anybody who has a title get away with murder. It is not right. It is not right. It is not right. You should not, should not. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control. Self-control. Where is your self-control? You big, you bad. You, 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 you. In the streets, you a man of God. Behind closed doors, them kids don't know who coming home. Wife, they don't know who coming home. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, is it the dog or is it is it the man of God? But you want somebody to call you a man of God? I think not. Step up. Get in that pulpit. Talk about domestic violence. And the ones of you that are doing it, keep your hands to yourself. I know a whole lot of y'all remember that movie, The Burning Bed. And don't forget what our green wife did to him with the pot of grits. I know y'all remember that. Some of y'all, that's what you need to wake you up. 
Some of y'all don't have nothing to do with God. You are just in the pulpit for a paycheck. That's all you're doing. You're fleecing God's people. You mean to tell me that man, God never told him to not to put your hands on your wife? You mean to tell me when he got that gun, he got in his car, where was the Holy Spirit telling him, don't do that. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. He went. And he killed her. And now a 27-year-old young woman is somewhere in somebody's freezer. And you're going to tell me the reason why you killed her is because she was a witch? That tell me right there he was a punk. That tell me right there he had no power. That tell me right there he had no insight. Because how can you give anybody your word? How can you pray for anybody and you see your wife operating in the spirit of witchcraft and you cannot drive it out of her? And that's how a whole lot of y'all are, a bunch of Ahab, a bunch of Ahab, jelly back, penny waist, have no gusto. If you're going to preach the word, preach all of it. Don't preach what you don't do and what you do. You put it under the rug. Some of y'all don't preach about, about being gay because some of y'all are secretly gay yourself, sleeping with the choir director. Don't make this to die and go off today. It's a doggone shame. The church is the place where we come to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free. And when the people are coming in and they're getting into more bondage. How do you get into bondage? You don't go to the hospital when you're healthy. You go to the hospital when you're sick so they can get you to the place of health. That's what the church is for. Now people ain't going to want to come in the church. Why? What are they going to say? And them pastors, they're killing their wives in this church. And they're not lying. So now we got to find a way to reach people. Because the pastors, the apostles, the bishops, all of y'all giving the, the church a bad name. And I'm not saying all pastors, but I'm talking to you, weak jellyback. Soft like molasses. Can't stand on your own two feet, afraid of your own shadow. You can't run up to none of the Negroes in the street. But your little wife that's five, four, 120 pounds or whatever she is, you can come and punch her up. Let me tell you something. One of these days you're going to lift your hands and I pray the Lord send a lightning bolt and shuck you dry. You have no shame. To be called a man of God and your excuse is she won't shut up. Your excuse is she burnt the dinner. Your excuse is she didn't take my clothes to the right cleaner. Do it yourself. You so big, bad, and you got everything going on. Cook your own food. Wash your own funky, nasty, dirty drawers and keep your hands to yourself. That girl was 27 years old. I have a 27-year-old daughter. This thing is very near to my heart. As a victim of all sorts of domestic abuse, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and sexually, and this thing hit my heart. And to see it was a pastor and a so-called prophet, so what had he been prophesying? What is it that he's been telling the people? How can God give you a word for the people and the Lord don't never give you no word for yourself? Liars. Hypocrite, what Jesus called them, whitewashed tombs filled with dead men bones. A bunch of these pastors walking around, stinking. And y'all want to cast stones at other people. The church needs to wake up. I have yet to hear except one preacher speak on this. One preacher alone I have heard 
speak. I've listened to other preachers, and they'll just glaze over domestic violence. Just glaze. And in the streets, they write, man of God, how are you? <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Feeling good about yourself, and you are a hypocrite, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. But anyway, that's my two cents. I'm hot as fish grease. Yes, they just got some croaker out of me. I'm hot because this ought not be so in the house of the Lord. This ought not be so in the body of Jesus Christ. Jesus did not die for victims of domestic violence to go through what they're going through and die at the hands of any man, far less somebody who say, I will pick up my cross and follow you. God, I will shepherd your people. A doggone shame. A doggone shame. Stop hiding behind these collars. Stop hiding behind the cross. Stop hiding behind the pulpit and stand up and speak. A lot of y'all ain't going to speak because the offering is going to go down. A lot of y'all ain't going to say nothing because folks don't live. So you much rather keep folks in a place where, they, where they're going to die and their souls are going to be lost. But your offering is up. Your offering is up. Your church is full and there are women covered up in bruises. Just like your wife. Just like your wife with that scarf around her neck. Just like your wife with that long skirt to cover her thighs. That's black and blue. Just like your wife with that long sleeve shirt in July because you done beat her, almost broke her arm. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. It's time for the church to stand up. I can understand the world not speaking about it, but the church, the body of Christ, we should and we're supposed to be the light of the world. The light of the world. The men who are beating on their wives should look to the men and women in the pulpit and say, this is the way I ought to treat my wife. But how are you going to get them to change when you're doing the same thing that they are doing? If you are a true man of God, stand up. Like Eminem said, let the true man of God please stand up. And let me say something to you sisters out there too. Those of y'all who think you big, bad, and all of the other, you want to put your hand on somebody's son, you bet not put your hands on mine. I've said it before, and I will say it again. I have no problem wearing a black and white jumpsuit for the rest of my life. Do not put your hand on nobody's son. Don't call them punk. Don't call them sissies. Don't call them weenies. Don't call them out of their name. They are not your child. If you want to go ahead and disrespect somebody, embarrass and humiliate them, look in the mirror. I have no respect for anybody who abuse anybody. That goes for the men beating on their wives, and that goes for women beating on their husbands, and that goes for men having sex with young girls, and that goes for women having sex with young boys in the church, not in the world, in the church. Say what? In the church. It ought not be that way, saints. It ought not be that way. We're supposed to be better than this. Amen? We're supposed to be better than this. This thing has robbed me the wrong way. I'm telling you, this thing has triggered me in so many ways. You just cannot even imagine. Cannot imagine because I remember when I too had a gun to my head. So I understand the pain of it all. And y'all running around beating on these women. Stop it. Before one of them put a bullet to your head. Who? 
So let me uh, calm down before I bring my speaker on. Brother Chris, there is this awesome song that I love. I listen to it all day today. I'm sorry I'm putting you on short notice. But it is by, it's called Broken by Shekinah Glory. If you have it, let me know. If not, can you go ahead and just give us a little something right now so I can bring my spirit down because I'm just in a place where I'm, I'm broken. I'm sad. I'm devastated. It messed me up. It messed me up to see that preacher go to the family of that girl and say to him, I'm going to kill your sister. And that sucker did it. He warned them, and then he did it. A man of God. A man of God. What about self-control? You can't keep anything on your mouth. You can't shut your mouth. You need a muzzle. Hmm. So, huh, hallelujah, Jesus. Brother Chris, can you just give me anything, anything right now <laughs> to soothe the savage beast? <laughs> Church, we have got to be different. We have got to start speaking on these things. We cannot be quiet. We cannot be burying our daughters. We cannot be watching our preachers in the courtroom. We can't do that. For the world, it's okay. But for the church, you're making the kingdom of God look bad. You are being a bad representative for the kingdom. So, Brother Chris, go ahead. Hit us up. Thank you, you guys. We're going to be right back with our speaker. Speaker, I hope you're ready. When we come up, you're going to be next. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of War. With Sis Diane LeBrand. Right now on TPV Radio.
Right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life, Over the Weights of War, with Sis Diane LeBrand, right now on TPV Radio. The Weight of Life with Sister Deanne Libreen. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. I have to have a minute. <laughs> had the Lord minister to me because this diet went off. Because I'm telling you, y'all, I'm telling you, this, this, this really got me, man. October 4th, my daughter will be 27 years old. You know, this this is too close to home. Amen. It's just too close to home. It's just too close to home. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope somebody heard this word and cried out to God and said, God, it's me. I need a change. I need a change because change ain't going to come until we ask the Lord. Don't forget, you want to be a part of this conversation, 515 Three, I'm sorry, y'all. Nine eight seven three five one five six zero five nine eight seven three 
tpvradionetwork.com. Now we have an awesome speaker. I had a chance to talk with her yesterday. She brought tears to my eyes. My God, my God, my God. If you know of anyone who are, was, or if you see a family member who is in a relationship that has the tendency to go into a nasty domestic violence situation, please, please, please go ahead and call them up. They have to hear this testimony. Carla, welcome to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for being here. Thank you again. I appreciate your bravery. Uh, Like I told you yesterday, you don't have to give your name, but can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and just let us uh, let the Holy Spirit just lead you into 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 your story. I'm okay with giving my name because, like I, I'm not a victim. Okay. I'm a survivor. Come and on, girl. I have I have nothing to hide no more because the more I stay quiet, the more my abuser is okay and comfortable. My name you is Andina. My name is Andina. I'm the founder of Bent Not Broken Inc. I'm an author of Ben, Not Broken, The Rebirth of a Domestic Violence Survivor. Hmm. I wrote my book based on my childhood and my marriage. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your childhood. Did it have anything to do with you ending up in a domestic abuse relationship? Well, my childhood is not didn't have anything to do with any domestic violence. I'm, I was raised by a single mother. Mm-hmm. I had close-knit family. I was raised up Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. So I know God. I was active in Amen. church. I was molested at nine years old by my stepfather. And my mom didn't believe me at the time, so she left. And she went and she lived with her with her and my stepdad. You know, over Hmm. the years, I learned how to mask my pain by indulging in reading, writing. I used to write on the bed linen. That's just how I used to mask my pain. And, you know, as a child, you have your rebellious teenager years, you know. um, But I've always, you know, go to church. And I remember a friend at my church, she took me in and... You know, it was a joy to go to her house on the weekend because I get to to be free. I remember yeah. as a child, I used to envy my niece and my nephews because my sister used to give them all the stuff that I wish I and my mom could give me. <laughs> you know, my older sister, she was, you know, she was the breadwinner, not only for my niece and my nephew, but for everybody. Wow. I came to America at a young age. You know, not long, not too long after my sister was brutally murdered, and wow. it took it took a toll on me because there I was jumping from a teenager to a teen mom wow. because she left two younger kids. You know, you said she was brutally murdered. Was it by domestic violence or no? She was murdered by the police by the. My, my mother God. police in Jamaica. And 
you know, things went on. I, my son's dad, you know, I went to a little, a little domestic violence with my son's dad, and I moved away from Florida, and I came to New York to start all over again. You know, and I was living. I had a pretty good life, you know. My mom got sick, and it kind of went downhill from there. And then a blast from my past happened. You know, my high mm-hmm. school sweetheart. Wow. You know, as a teenager, I was so edge over here in love with him. I was like, you know, <laughs> when he asked my uh, my my boy best friend to get in touch with me, and he told him that he liked me. It's like, I was like, oh, my God, of all the girls in the world, he wanted to be my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, I was Flattered, so excited. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, you know, I'm his girlfriend. I feel like I was on top of the world. Yeah. And I came to America, you know, waiting for him. You know, he did his thing. Years passed, years passed, like about 20 years. Is that much. And he popped up. I was playing hard to get at first, but you know, the love never went nowhere. Right. And the domestic, the, the issues was there. The issues was right there before I you even said I do. You saw the red flag? It was there. It was mm-hmm. right there in plain sight. It's not like he sugarcoat nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just plain as day. And I wow. I chose to, you know, I was at a place in my life where my mom just got out of a coma. I needed companionship. You know, I needed right. somebody to talk to. I needed somebody to just be there in the house with me. And right. he and I said, Okay, he's that guy because I've known him so long. Mm-hmm. And we have history. We right. get along so good, you know. And I remember when my mom came home from the hospital, he was there. And I had a little welcome home party for my mom. Right. And I, used, I just sat and watched him as he drank. He would just drink. Mm. And I'm saying to myself, it's a party. So let him, you know, he, everybody's having fun. So right. it wasn't right. any like... Oh my God, he's drinking. No, it was like everybody was there having a good time. So, in right. my mind, he was having a good time. Right. Until my mom said to me, she said, You see how much he drinks? And I was like, Mom. You know, and Your mom everything saw the red was. Flag too. She did. She really did. But knowing me, I was like, Okay, Mom, you please don't scare this one away. Right. <laughs> you know, and then I remember one specific day he drank so much till we had an argument and he grabbed me by the throat. And I said to myself, This is it and I mm. called off the wedding, this is it. We had a nasty fight and he used he took his necklace. And he slapped me like I was his child. And I was like, this is it. I'm done. I called my friend, my best friend, and I said to him, this is it. 
I'm not doing this. And he said to me, please, please, mm-hmm. just go ahead, marry him, then with his green card. Let's go My ahead. God. My God. And I sat there for a while, and I just kept things inside because, you know, I'm not, I don't want nobody to feel like I was being a victim or, or I was trying to get pity or mm-hmm. I wanted attention. You know, mm-hmm. I suck it up because for the moment he was there in some little, I can't put the words together. In some little reason, I mm-hmm. kind of sort of felt so good, but because it was only needed? in my eyes because oh. I, because I felt needed by him because everything he needed, he had to ask me for it. Right. You know what I mean? And then I realized, yeah. like, my finances was kept going down, down, down. They're not working. You're not bringing anything to the table. I'm taking care of you, your kids, and everything around you. Wow. And then I, when wow. after I called off the wedding, his friend, his friends called me, and it was my best friend, it's his friends. They're like, please, let's do it, go through it. I was like, okay. Even the day of the wedding, I never had a smile. I wasn't into it. It was like my whole shadow was just there, but I'm not there. Wow. It's like I I just did it because, you know, and I was like, okay. To help him. I'm just doing it. Right. And I remember when he, after we got married, I didn't see him for like two weeks, and he came home, came to my house. That's when he actually moved back in. Hmm. And he's like, it's like I was sleeping with the devil. My God. It's like, it's like when he drinks, it's like it's the monster. Mm. The rage. That one. Yeah. The rage. The anger. It was just unexplainable. Yeah. And I remember three specific days. He asked me for some money, and I said to him, I'm not going to give you no money. I have no money. Mm-hmm. I have no money. And he said to me, what do you mean you don't have no money? Where's your card? Where's your card? Where's your card? Where's your card? What did he need the money for? Did he did he even tell you? He wanted to go get smoke and get drinks. Oh. And wow. I said I said I don't have the money. And he said, Yes, you do have the money, you do and I said I don't have the money. And I remember that Sunday. My friend had just came up from Jamaica. She had just left the house. And mm-hmm. he literally slammed me. Now I'm pregnant at the sun now. He slammed me in the door and he he proceeded to just just beat on my face. He literally wow. punched me in my ear temple. Wow. And then it's like I just fold. I was like I couldn't like I couldn't mm-hmm. do nothing. I just stand and I remember he took my son have a huge fire truck. And he just picking and he just slamming me right in the head. And then he just wow. punching you, punching me in the face. 
And I remember I my son come Jeez. in the room and he said, Mom, and he said, he screamed, he said, get out the room. And I remember I grabbed my phone. And as I walk out my room to up the hallway, I remember calling my best friend. I said, I said to her, "Come home, come home." The next thing I remember, it was him throwing water on me and my son crying and saying, "Mommy, mommy, please don't die. If you die, who's gonna care for me?" My God. And I sat here in pain, bleeding from everywhere with my face bashed in like like a coconut shell, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying to my like, even though he was telling me, I don't want you, I don't love you, I hate you, you're stupid, you're Mm. dumb. Mm. And I keep saying to him, why are you here? Hmm. If I'm all Hmm. that you're saying and more. Why are you here? That paper. Why don't you just go? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just leave? Why don't you just leave? If I'm so bad of a person, why mm-hmm. are you here? Mm-hmm. And every now time you, when you I said, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say you said you were pregnant. Can you tell the listeners how far along you were and what happened? 36 weeks. Now I'm going to get to that. I remember after that beat down, I lay here in pain. I just muscle up and just, you know, lay in pain. And he was talking to his cousin and he, she was like, give up Tylenol because if she go to the hospital, they're going to see how bashed up she was. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, go to the hospital, go to the hospital. And I'm like, I can't go because I'm protecting him. Right. I'm it's like typical, him. typical uh, victims. We always do that. They destroy us, try to kill us, but we still try to protect them. You know, I, I, I'm not going because I don't want him to get in trouble. Hmm. And I remember I lay here the Christmas Eve. My doctor's appointment was two days before Christmas Eve, and I said to him, I don't feel like I want to go to the doctor. I don't want to get out of bed. And he said to me, why? I said, I just don't feel right. I just don't want to go. And he's like, okay. So I call my doctor and make an appointment after the new year. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay. But for some reason, I wasn't feeling no movement. I wasn't feeling nothing. Oh, my God. whole foot was turning black. I wasn't Ooh. feeling sick. I was just throwing up. I was just. And I said to him, I said, I don't feel no movement. And he said, you for real? He said, yes. And I remember I have a sharp pain in my side, and I screamed. And he rushed on my side, and I hugged him. And I'm like, the pain, I can't. And I went back to sleep. And January 2nd, I went to the hospital. When I went there, it was too late. I had a total total placenta abruption. Woo, Jesus. He blamed me. He blamed me. I remember when I came home from the hospital, the rage. I thought things, he got even worse. So you mean to tell me, after all what he did to you, he does. He didn't have no clue or idea, or did he just not want to say it's my fault that this baby died? No, no. 
my husband takes no responsibility. It's not. It's always somebody's fault. It always look what you make me say. Look what you make me do. Why did you make me do that? And then I always question myself. What are you doing? That's not right. What are you doing? What are you doing? I look in the mirror and I used to be like, maybe I'm too fat. Maybe I come off too strong. Maybe I'm really stupid, like he said. You know, I always have that. And I said to him one day, he's like, oh, you have self-esteem issues. And I said to him, I never question, I never have self-esteem until you come inside my life. Because back then, I know I'm sick. But I I put myself way above Ali Berry. So nobody was as fine (laughs) as me. I heard that. Until he came into my life, I start questioning myself. I start looking into the mirror. I don't want to do my hair. I don't want to do my makeup. I don't want to do nothing. I'm just fall back into a depression where I just want to die. Yeah, yeah. March 26th, I remember his uncle died, and I was running up and down doing everything to help them out. The uncle, ex-wife, daughter came to New York City. From Florida, we all went to dinner because the first day he met us, the same day I met her, she was introduced to me as, this is my wife. Oh. Next funeral was over. Conversation, I'm, I'm in the house. You're on video call with her for three and a half hours, and I'm here. It's getting wow. late. Wow. And I turned to him and I was like, do you think that's really cool? Because she would not allow her man to be on the phone with a female video call for three and a half hours. Sure won't. And she said, oh, let me hang up because I see your girl, your girl got issues. And I said, okay. And he come in the room and he was like, she's my friend. I'm like, I didn't say nothing. All I said was. Would she allow her boyfriend to be on the phone, her husband to be on the phone with another woman that long? Mm-hmm. Till eventually the telephone conversation becomes early in the morning. You have to go in the basement to conversate. You have to go on mm. the back of the yard to conversate. All in just a couple of days. Mm. And he turned to me and he said, you're the most stupidest person I've ever dated. My God. Everybody, when I hit them, they always fight back. You're the only one who never fight back. Uh, he said, so, no matter so what I do to you. Yeah. He said, no matter what I do to you, you would never leave me. He said, you would wow. never leave me. You you love me too much. No matter what I do, you never leave me. And he said to me, in all my life, you're the first relationship I ever have. That is only you I'm sleeping with. I'm like, okay. He said to me, I, like said, well, I don't play. I said to him, I don't play the out the two me and you and somebody else. He said, when I start doing it, I'm gonna do it inside the house so you could see. Oh my! God. And I said to him, the minute you do that, is the minute you have to leave my house. This is my house, not our house. My house. You hmm. met me with this house, right? This is my house, not ours. Mine. And he, he and he did. She mailed him gifts to the house. When I sit and I watch, and the conversation mm. becomes 
late. You start to call in my bed, calling me her name in my bed. Oh, God. Calling, I'm walking in my in my bedroom. You're on the no hold up. So I called his aunt and his sister, and I said he needs to leave. I came home and I packed. I came and I packed his stuff. Let me tell you something. I got a beat down that I never got before. That boy used a, a pot, one of those thick pots, and mm-hmm. beat me in my head. I used my hand to block it. That boy used his knife to stab me in my side. That boy used a, used a piece of iron rod and beat me in my knee. That boy was strangling me. When I escaped, I ran out the door, and I'm saying, I'm outside, so he's not going to come. No. Hmm. That boy walk up to me with his belt. I pull his belt and beat me like I was his child, and that boy used his knee and hit me straight in my eye. And that boy hmm. used his fist and punched me twice in my in my eye. I was left with a ruptured eardrum, a fractured eye socket, Jesus. a temporary blind in one of my eyes. And I could have sit there and walla and feel and felt pity for myself. But instead, I said, you know what? For all the other girls that you have beaten and left busted, they keep their mouth shut, but I'm not gonna be keep my mouth shut. I'm gonna be the right. one to uproot and rupture and tear your life apart. Come on. I am. I went. When the, my neighbor called the police that day, and when the police came, I honestly I did not give a statement. Two days oh, later, the domestic violence police show up at my door. He was in the bed. And domestic violence police, he said to me, the prosecutor is going to charge you because your wounds does not match your story. It's out Man. of your hands. So right now he has two active warrants, two first-degree felonies. Hmm. Domestic violence by strangulation. Oh, he's in Florida with his girlfriend. I put him on March 27th, and March mm-hmm. 28th he was in Florida. <laughs> and this is what he told me. He said, you pushed me to her. Just like what? He what, said, just like you pushed he said she's a face? solution to my problems right now. Oh, no, he didn't. So yes, he is he using her. He is using her. And then he said to me, he said, I never expected you to do this to me. You are my best friend. Oh really? And I get I get a whole back when I started my domestic violence platform. How my domestic violence platform started? My niece. We have a weird relationship, me and my niece. You wanna call it like a love hate relationship. Today we argue <laughs> and we're not talking to each other and tomorrow she will text me, fool. You know, that's that's just how we and I, I remember call her one day and I said to her I have enough. Mm-hmm. She said, Auntie, what are you talking about? I said, I have enough. She said, Auntie, why are you crying? I said, I have enough. She said, what? And I tell her. And she said, 
you're going through this and you kept your mouth shut. But my family knows I keep my business to myself. Right. No matter how people speculate, I never tell you. I let you speculate and think you know and know, and you don't mm-hmm. know what is going on. You assume, you, you hear, but you never get a confirmation from me. And she let she, she put me on to this person, and this person was helping me out. And then I remember I had a friend who said to me, I'm going to write your book. I thought she was, that was like in 2013. I called her up. I was laying in my bed that night, that Sunday night, and my son is eight now. He laid and he prayed and he said, God, hmm. please let my mommy don't be sad no more. Jesus. Please let my mommy find her. Please, God. And he turned to him and he said, Mommy, I love you. Hmm. And I laid here that Sunday and I said, God, when, why, how? What next? My what is my I just kept asking God. And I just remember I kept crying and crying and crying. And I took my laptop and I wrote my book that night. My God. Four thirty AM my time, that's three AM Jamaica time. Three thirty mm-hmm. Jamaica time. I text my friend and I said, I want you to do this book. And she responded same time. She's like, how you know I'm up? I said, I didn't know you were up. I was texting you. She said, email it to me, and I did. And Monday afternoon, she sent me back word, few minimum errors. July 31st, my book was out. Bent but not broken. Bent not broken. The rebirth of a domestic violence survivor was out. My platform Bent, not broken. Ink mm-hmm. was born. It was born. I'm ah. in the process of Walmart is carrying my 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 not for profit T-shirts, my brand, my merchandise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a bookstore in Jamaica called Readers, CW Readers, that's mm-hmm. carrying my book. I'm in the process of creating a safe haven for domestic violence survivors. Come on, come on. This is my appeal to all those who are in domestic violence situations. Yes. Get out. Yes. Get out. Hmm. If he said he's going to kill you, and the first attempt he missed, the second Hmm. attempt he's not going to miss. He's not. He's not. Because I should have died many a times. But God said, no, you have a voice, and I need you mm-hmm. to bring awareness. Yes, Lord. So God said, it's not your time yet. I got a lot of backlash when I started my platform. People mm-hmm. be like, aren't you embarrassed? No, I was embarrassed. But I'm not embarrassed no more. Not I anymore. post my abuse picture right there on Facebook. I put it out there for the world to see. Why? Because when we stay quiet, they get comfortable. Yeah. And then they move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. And I always say, if I can save one person, then my job is done. Yes, ma'am. Don't get yes, out. If you can't get out for you, do it for your children. That's right. Because my son suffered 
my son suffered. And my son suffered more than me. Oh, yeah. Because can you tell, I can cannot you share. Hmm? I'm sorry. I was going to tell you, can you share uh, the story about the clothes, the color that he, that triggers him? I was about to say, I can't wear nothing yellow. I cannot wear nothing yellow. If I put on a yellow romper and my son turned to me with tears and trembling, he said, Mommy, don't wear that. I said, Why? He said, Mommy, that's the dress you had on because he called him dad. When dad beat you so bad, I thought you was going to die, Mommy. I don't want you to wear that. And I said to him, It's not this one. He said, Mine, but it's the same color. My God, my God, my God. I have to retrain my son. I have to love on my son. I have to let my son, my son say, Mommy, I should have protected you more. But I failed. He's eight. So a seven-year-old is is, is trying to take on the responsibility of being your protector. And I said to him, honey, you did not fail. I failed you because I brought him in our lives. He said, Mommy. Right. You brought the monster in. I said, and I got rid of the monsters. But I mm-hmm. still have to teach my son. It's not okay to hit on a woman. It's not. It's not okay to treat a woman this way. I said, the same way you don't like nobody to beat on your mom. You don't, I don't want you to beat on nobody's daughter. I had to train my son how to be a gentleman. Yes. You know, so people need to understand, when a person grew up in domestic violence, they basically, they basically don't know no other way out because they didn't right. get help. My husband grew up in a domestic violence situation. Okay, uh, I have someone who wants to come on to be a part to just uh, say a little something. Carla, are you there? Greetings, greetings, family and friends. How are you? How are you? I am good. I I am good. To that lady that was on, Mm -hmm. uh holy God, holy God, that's God. Mm -hmm. That's all I can say. It's it's only God because we all have a testimony. We all been through things. And family and friends, I'm Shanice. Good night. Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot about what I've been through. I was molested. I was raped by my uncle. I've been in an abusive relationship before, uh, you know, by the time I was 18. But before we moved on, I have a little poem that I just wrote, and I just want to mm-hmm. share it with everyone. Torn with mm-hmm. scars on my back, a smile darkened by a shadow, a bruise that wears makeup. They say silence can kill. Hidden in a corner, I fell too deep. With a strange voice, I couldn't speak. Family mm. and friends, Man or woman, this is our time. Rise. Rise. Speak up. Yeah. Talk. Tell somebody. If your mother wouldn't listen, somebody would listen. Yeah. If your father or, or somebody would listen. My mom didn't hear my voice. I carried it for years. I carried it for years that I, I was raped. My abuse relationship was in the open because he would hit me anywhere 
He would fight me anywhere. But family and friends, break that silence. Don't let your scars be an untold story. Don't That's let right. your silence kill. Don't but let the bruise that we wear. Huh? I didn't hear you pretty say that again. No, I was saying don't let our bruises wear the makeup. It's time to speak out. It's time to speak out. It's time to talk. It's time to say something. Because we we as women, when we are abused, like the young lady said, her son saw all of that. She has to recondition him. Mm-hmm. When our kids see this sponge, Sometimes with us, with female daughters, when they see that we're in a relationship and we're being abused, they think that it's okay for them to be in that type of relationship. If they don't hate me, they don't love me. Yeah, yeah. This is is what we're teaching our kids. When we speak up, listen, some of your friends, I fight. I fight because that's all I, with nine brothers, that's all I was taught. You fight back. And I mm-hmm. fight back, but it wasn't a it, it wasn't a fight that I could have win by myself. Right, right. No, I let it go. I let it go. From my friends, I was stuck. I I wore a, a tiny little scar in my face by my mouth, where he put a machete to my face, but I held a knife to his throat. It was blood for blood that day. It was blood for blood that day. But as much as I run, my feet will still stand still. You know, mm. we, we fall mm. in love. We, we fall in love and we let that emotion take us. And, and we take it. I said, man, this is the only love we could get from our friends. It's nonsense. Not it's nonsense. That's not the type of love. That is not love. Love is loyalty. Mm-hmm. Love is caring. Mm-hmm. Love is devotion. Come mm-hmm. on, family and friends, wake up and smell the coffee. That is mm-hmm. not love. Not because he hit you, he means he loves you. Never does. No. Nope. That is not love. Never. Stop being silent. Stop wearing these bruises. Stop. Stop. Stop being torn. Yeah. It starts with self-love. You have to love yourself. And when you're ready, where we fall wrong is because when we love somebody and we get that emotion going and it's involved, it's hard for us to turn our back because then here comes depression, self-pity. Yes. You know, we feel that nobody else ain't going to love us. Nobody else. Listen, God made somebody for everybody. God made somebody for everybody. Everybody. Now you know what You, you yes, just said ma'am. something Sister Trini, She just said something that she echoed Earlier She said because he knew The love that she had for him He yes. was able To mistreat her like that And knew yes. that she wouldn't go anyway So, yes. so that it's, goes to show you He never loved her He only loved what she Was able to do for him so he exactly. used her love against her. He manipulated mentally. Big time. And, and that's, Big that's time. something else that when we're in love, we don't look at because love is blind. Very don't blind. Matter, 
you know, your sister, your mother, your brother, everybody can tell you he no good. He no good. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. you see that, you know, and, and I know we're a Christian radio show, but when the sex exercise is so good, mm-hmm. that's another reason, that's another reason uh, why we're afraid to let go. Because we you know say it. give us that good loving. Family and friends, yeah. let it go. Let it go. And you're correct. You're so if somebody could shake you down and make you weak in your knees like that, somebody everything else that you need. So family and friends, come on. We need hmm. to stop whether you're man or woman because they have women out there too. Listen, oh, yeah. you have women out there too that would hit a man. And sorry to say my younger days, I was aggressive. I was aggressive. I would hit you first. Man or woman, I don't care. I'll hit you first. Hmm. That, that was me in my younger days. But I had a wild up. I had a wild up for years. And then I put back up that wild because I didn't want to get hot. I didn't want to go into the tears. I didn't want to fall in love because I didn't want to repeat the cycle. But sometimes we have to let that go too. But you have to read the signs. You have to yeah. read those signs. Get to know yeah. those signs before you enter. Listen, when we meet somebody, my cousin told me this, and it's so true. She said, you meet the representative before the corporate. You better believe it. Yes, you, you sure better believe it. I didn't know what she meant at the time. She said, listen, the representative is a person that will love you, give you everything, show you everything, show everything. you that the world is yours. But when you get to the corporate, that's when you start hmm. seeing the inside. See, family hmm. friends, we don't, we don't see somebody rotting from the inside. We see the beauty no. on the outside before we see the rottenness inside. On and the inside. There's nothing wrong in taking your time. There's nothing, nothing wrong in taking your time to get to know that person. Sometimes we have to test them with little things to see. Okay, let me see what it's really about. Right. Um, family and friends. Did I put my But you know what they do? Test? This is what they do, because my husband did all the time. As soon as my husband bust me up, I mean, like, and he only hit me in my face. Hmm. My husband hits me nowhere else, because he knows. Or every part of my body, I love my face the most, because everybody always yeah. say, oh, my God, I have a pretty smile. I love my face. Hmm. And when he hits me, he hits me nowhere else but my my in eyes. My lips and my hair and my and my hair temple. And then when, he, then when he see all what he has done, he will come back and he wants to make love just to just to just to feel like. And I remember, I, and you be like, "Oh my God!" I used to be like, "I forget." But I remember one day as he touched me, my body died. Mm. He touched me and I literally died. Mm. He touched me and I died. And when he was on top of me, the tears just running down my face. I felt like he was raping me. I felt so dirty. I felt used, and I felt disgusting. And I got up, and I went went into my son's room, and I laid there, and I cried. I I didn't even cry. I bawled. Bawled. Yeah. Yeah. He went for your face because he knew that that was something that, that, was his competition. Believe it or not. And I remember he used to say to me, oh, you're an over-educated 
poor. I didn't Sorry, look at my mail for months. Live radio. Yes. Class. Yes. I didn't look in my mirror for months. I didn't Let use my you. mirror. Can I ask you a question? Are you still married to him? We, yeah, we are. And I did, I did my divorce. So I you're in the process of your divorce. Getting my divorce. Correct? Yes. Okay, so hmm. one thing I need you to stop saying is my husband. Because he ain't would, you no saying, would you continue saying my husband? You're keeping attachment. Yeah, break it. You break it. You are strong. You made Beautiful. it out. Beautiful. God yeah. show you a way. You're intelligent. God brought you this far. Oh He's going to take you all the way. He's going to take you all, all the way. way. You have to release him and stop saying oh, my I did. husband. You know why no, I released him? When I told him, no, I forgave you. When I said I forgave you, I released him. Me yeah, saying my husband, up. because in the legal context, I'm still his wife. Oh, uh, okay. 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 In the legal okay. context, because I'm in the legal field. In his legal context, he's my husband. Okay. But on a personal got level, it. he's on a personal level, he's... He, He's a pigment of my imagination. There you go. Okay. Not real. On a personal real. level, I forget. I released him. Okay. I released him. I released. I remember the exact day when I said to him. He called me and I said to him, "I forgave you. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness oh, yeah. is not for you. It's for me." Come and on, then I that's... said, "For anything that you think I did you wrong." Did and for anything that you think I shouldn't, I did and I shouldn't have done, I apologize. Oh, yeah. And I forgave oh, yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Because when I lay in my yeah. bed at night, I want to sleep. Peace. I got oh, yeah. right. turn my house in a whole, di- I did a 360 in my house. That's right. No, 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 no. All the no, 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 no. No, no, no. 180. A 180. Not a three. No, one eighty. One eighty. Who Everything. I went and got a whole new house. There you go. There you go. Everything. There is nothing in my house that has that that, 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 that reminds me of you. There was everything Fantastic. in here is new, new, new. Fantastic. I released you. Oh, and yeah. I remember I said to the girl that he's with. In the Caribbean, my mom always said the same knife that stick gold is the same knife that sticks sheep. You gonna and I say that? To, I tell her, I said the same knife that stick hmm. gold is the same knife that sticks sheep. I said I'm yep. not his first victim, and, no. I'm, and I'm and I'm and I'm right now. You knew what he was doing to me because your mother and I are friends, and mm-hmm. I used to talk to your mother about everything. And for mm-hmm. you to Turn take around. him in, mm-hmm. and he said to me out of his own mouth, and more, he said, the grass is not greener on the other side. I said My to him, you God. chose that life. I gave you everything on a, on a golden platter, but you choose that life. Live your life. I wish you nothing exactly. but God's blessing. Oh, yeah. And I See, said to her, that's where I said to her, around. I said to her, I said, I said, I, I said, I told you, and I send you a picture of my abuse from him. 
mm. and you took it. I wish you well. And that was good. I'm done. I have nothing to do with it. I wish him nothing but the best. Only thing I know that you have a rest warrant here in New York City. Two first degree <laughs> felony. And that's all I know. And I tell okay. him and I tell him and I tell his family members, if that two year come and they don't catch him, I'm going down to the courthouse to remind the prosecutor that we got two more years to renew it again. That's right. Because oh, I always right. say, don't let him off. Any day, any day my tears turn to anger. You never, I can't fight you face to face. But I can fight you in the legal world because that's my playground. That's my yep. playground, Papa. That's my play- hmm. I can play with you in the legal system. That's my playground. Hmm. I, and I said to him, yeah. you are going to see what I felt, but only in a different way. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Hey, Gas, let me ask, can you come back? Because this this is so good, and we just, we have like 12 minutes left. And, and I just love the camaraderie with you, Shanice, and I, because you guys are, are, are making so many good points, and there are so many avenues of domestic abuse that you guys are touching. Would it be possible for us to do this next Tuesday, God's will? Yes, ma'am. Sure. Okay, okay. Well, we 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 gonna we gonna we gonna touch up again next Tuesday because, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go ahead and go to ttvradionetwork.com, and I want you to hit the follow button, and I want you to hit the thumbs up because next week, God, we're gonna go into this. We don't have much time. We get off in about twelve, twelve minutes, ten minutes, eleven minutes. We get off, but I just want to say. Thank you so much to the two of you. But here's the thing. This is why I say to Brother Chris and Sister Smith, this is why I tell you guys I love y'all so much, and I am so, so grateful because you guys have no idea who is listening to the show right now and who have heard a word that has encouraged them, that will give them the strength to get out and walk out of this relationship. A lot of victims, they just need somebody to say to them, you can make it. Leave God. He he used her love against her. He used, and a lot of the stuff she said, I'm telling you, because Sister Shinnish, you picked up something out of that. Every other victim of domestic violence that's listening, I don't care what uh, what part of the world that you're listening to, I can guarantee you, you found a part either of your ex-husband or ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or ex-wife in these stories today. The thing is this, domestic violence, it affects us all. It does yes. not care of your nationality, of your yes. creed. It does not care of your religion. It does not care of your economic status. It does not care how no. much money you have. If you are, if you have a PhD or if you have no education at all, domestic violence is universal. It's ugly, and it yep. is a shame that they are not making domestic violence something that goes on the foreground. They are passing all kind of stupid laws, but the people who who hurt victims, a lot of them, they go to jail for the night and come back. And when it's time to go to court, they may get probation. And it my, is for probation. My, my, it's not, it's, it's not, it might be for six months. The laws need to be changed. 
Victims need to be protected. My thing is, before we we leave, is that we we have sex offenders that need to be registered. Why isn't there a law for abusers? For domestic abusers, thank you. Thank you. That's where we come in. That's where we come in. We have to use our voices to make the changes. We have to use our experience to make the changes. If we, right. if we just, if we, that is why I tell everyone, that's why I started my platform, because I want my voice to get the, to the point where I could have the whole mark. You could understand that. Listen, mm-hmm. do you know how much females die at the hands of their, abu- of their, their spouses? One every week. What happened to us? What happened mm. to us? When are you gonna? When are we gonna get recognition? When we are dead? That's when we're gonna yep. get recognition. Yep. That's yep. it. Yep. That's it. Exactly. And before well, we go, well, guys, just let you know to read more about my story. My book is on Amazon. I was just about it's to tell bent. you to do that. Yes. It's called Bent Not Broken: Rebirth of a Domestic Violence Survivor. Come on, give it that again. This. Give that again. It's called Bent Not Broken. Mm-hmm. Rebirth of a domestic violence survivor. Okay. It's on Amazon. You go girl. Okay. And what and about your website? Your, your website is in, and your page. My website is called Bent Not Broken Inc. dot org. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bent Not Broken Inc. dot org. And you if they want to follow your you, daily Because they want to follow me, my Facebook page is. Bent, not broken. Mm-hmm. I say B-E-N-T. on Facebook. Yes. B-E-N-T, yes. Bent, not broken. Right. And and so they so and they go on your they go on your website bent not broken ink there they can reach you there via email right or they via, can reach me by uh, email this in they can reach me on bent not broken ink you can email me, you can text me, you can do whatever. You can get your merchandise there, you can get your books, whatever. Mm-hmm. On my web, on my, you could go there for your daily motivational speech, um, quote, because I do put it on there to encourage. If it's even one, I do my best to encourage. And like I right. always said, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for it's your true. children. Yes. yes. Do it for your children. Yeah. Because the Ladies children suffer. Go ahead, finish your thoughts. Yeah, the children suffer. The children suffer more than we do. Amen. Because I watched my son pee himself. My son went three age backwards. Wow. You can't raise your voice. My son cover his ears. My son have nightmares. So please, ladies, gentlemen, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your children. Get out for your Jeez. children. And the most yeah. important thing that I want to say before we go, those on the outside who keep saying, that could never happen to me, be quiet. Yeah. We be don't quiet. need that. We don't need that. Jeez. We just need you to say, how can I help you? That's it. That's, That's all it. We, we don't need. need no say. That's right. Don't You've say never that could been never there, happen you don't to understand me. it. Right. You don't know what I've been through. You you're not in it, so you don't know what right. goes on. Stop saying right. that. Yeah. Right. Simple. How can I help Simple. you? 
A simple text. Yes. Are you okay? That's all. Right. Well, you guys, I told you guys the show tonight was going to be fire. I want you guys to join us next Tuesday right here at the same time. And we're going to do two hours next week. Brother Chris, if that's okay, let me know. Rather than doing the hour and a half today, next Tuesday, God's will, we're going to do two hours. We're going to have Sister Shanice back, and we're going to have our guest speaker again. And we're going to dive into some things. And don't forget, you guys, follow us at cpvradionetwork.com. Go ahead, hit the follow button. Look for the page, Victory Over the Weights of Life. I'm the pretty lady in the yellow suit. <laughs> that would be me right there. Go ahead and hit, hit me up. Give me, the two, give me the thumbs up. You know, again, ladies, I thank you so much. I love you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I give you thanks and I give you praise. God, we thank you for what you've done today. We thank you, God, for what you're doing, the healing God that is coming through this show that you have ordained. Lord, we want to thank you because you are God of all things. You know all things. You know exactly what your children need. And today, God, you revealed yourself as a God of love, a God of compassion, a God of comfort, and a God of healing. And we want to thank you again, Father, for all what you've done, for all what you are doing, and for all which you will do. And we give you praise, glory, and honor. Bless the nuisance, Lord, a double portion, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Ladies, once again, I want to thank you guys so much for being here. So much, so much. I appreciate it so much. We're going to do this again next week, Tuesday, same time, same place, right here, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Don't forget LubrandBooks.com. You can go there and purchase any of my books. Don't forget why you are there at LubrandBooks.com. If you enter in your email address, you get a free ebook entitled, What Do You Know About Domestic Violence? Follow me on Facebook. Author, A-U-T-H-O-R, Diane, D-I-A-N, Lubra, L-E-B-R-I-N. So we are out of here. Walk with me, family. Let's go. Thank you again, ladies. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey, heard you were up all night. Think about how your world ain't right. And you wonder if things will ever get better. And you're asking, why is it always raining on you? When all you want is just a little good news Instead of feeling that stuck out in the weather Central Texas.